0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now to the show.
1: Hey, what's going on, folks? This is Ty from Breaker Culture, Proud members of the Bench Clear Media Network. And today's episode number 98. I have Shani Pella back on the on the show, and we talk through a lot of the things that we're both frustrated with. We're talking through really what's going on with the retail market right now, and really what I mean, what solutions do we truly have to fixing the retail market? I know, like across social media, across the forums, like all you see is the frustrations of people not being able to get product. Um, and so we talk about that, and needs a great person to have on for that. Uh, he has great insight. We also break down a little bit of the new um, eBay managed payments switch over that a lot of us are going through. And uh, we give both of our quick feedback on that. And we, of course, touch on all things NBA, some products. We talk about Chronicles, we talk about Tops Chrome, a little bit about archives and everything in between. Just a great time. Chatting with Shani. So, uh, for those that don't know, we are also doing this on YouTube simultaneously. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and, and watch the YouTube version. You can see our uh, pretty little faces, and you can see all the things that we're clicking on, and all that fun stuff, just to add a different element to the podcast. So, if you like to watch the podcast, the video cast, or whatever you want to call it, it is on YouTube. So, just click the link and go subscribe to us on the Binge Clear channel. Other than that, I just want to say one more time go check out starstock.com. Um, we are proud to be sponsors for starstock.com. We, all of us across the network, have been um, using starstock to some degree. I've been sending in lots of cards, been buying and selling there. Um, and I know Jeff has been doing the same. Mike's been dabbling in it. And uh, we got some other folks trying some things. So go check it out starstock.com. Tell Scott and that team that Breaker Culture sent you. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to like everything that they have to offer in terms of buying and selling and creating truly a collector's oriented marketplace, a fast moving marketplace, um, which is great for this day and age in the sports car world. All right. On to the show. Enjoy. Enjoy. What's up, Shanee? How are you? Good, Good, man. How you doing? Good. You like all these little gizmos and gadgets floating around now? It's a new world. <laughs> oh, they have to appease the YouTube crowd, so you have to put all these logos and junk I love everywhere. It. I love <laughs> it. I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling insecure with your beard and <laughs>
0: what I got going here. This is uh, You're making me feel really, really weak. My COVID beard. Honestly, th- this is short. It was three times longer than this before I trimmed it. And it was only because I was starting to feel itchy and sweaty in this heat. I mean, it's been, I don't know, a lot, you and KC, yeah. but in Pittsburgh, the heat has been, I wouldn't say unbearable because I'm much, much, much more in favor of the warm weather than I am the cold. So I'm not going to complain about warm weather, but it definitely made my beard sweaty and itchy. So I trimmed it a bit. Yeah. What, what is the temperatures up there? And what's an average kind of
1: uh, August day? Is it mid 90s, mid 80s?
0: Around here, it's been high 80s, low 90s, but high humidity.
1: Mm. We had
0: a bit, we had about a, a week going back a couple of weeks where the, okay. the humidity was low and it was perfect. But otherwise, it, I take a dog, one of my dogs, for a walk and it's I'm sweating three steps into the walk.
1: Yeah. What, which but, dog is that? Is it the dog that normally makes an appearance in one of our podcasts?
0: They both generally make an appearance at some point <laughs> or another but i i take them I, I i take them both for walks separately i can't do them together because they just yeah. get out of control but i take them one after the other about three times a day it's basically my exercise nice nice
1: how is your ankle and stuff doing you're all so held up?
0: The, the, not really the constructed ankle it, it, it's a hundred percent and that you know i've had that uh, surgery like three years ago now, but I think what you're asking about, you're probably referring to the fact that I was having ankle problems a few months ago and I got an MRI and I have to do that every year just to kind of time because my ankle is such that I know I'm going to have to have reconstructive surgery at some point. And it's kind of a, we're playing a a timing game. You don't want to wait until arthritis has advanced to the point where I can no longer have that surgery because if arthritis gets too advanced. I won't even have that option and the only thing that will be left to me is to have my ankle fused which is i'm not 80 you know i'm mm. not getting i don't want that but you also want to put off as long as you can yeah uh, so it's realistically looking at another year maybe two years of injections and it's at some point after that yeah i'm gonna have to have surgery on that ankle that's my left ankle but i i, I it was seriously painful for a little while there and i thought Uh oh, it's happening sooner than later really luckily we've avoided it for a little a little while longer yeah i mean it's ultimately an elective thing i can get it tomorrow if i wanted it but that's that's a set that's three four months of recovery that's at least two months on my butt i'm not zero percent uh weight bearing for two months after that surgery so and then for another two months on a scooter on one of those knee scooters (laughs) <laughs> so I'm putting that off as long as I can. I'd say so. I uh I watched so last week on
1: vacation, we we're chilling with the kids in the one of the Airbnbs and we were watching the new RoboCop. I think, I think you'd make a up. really good RoboCop. I would love to. I yeah. have,
0: I already have one ankle that's already Robo. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, you're you're tenth of the way there. Let's just finish it off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love the original RoboCop. Is this a whole new like Redux version of it?
1: Yeah, they redid it probably. 3 years ago and it's uh, it's what pretty good. man it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a little darker than the first one, but I think every movie they redo now is like they make it a dark undertone, you know, but
0: by the way, speaking of entertainment, my 13-year-old son Zev and I have been yeah. watching Money Heist. Love I know it. it's it's if you've been watching it, if you are about half of season 1. Yeah. Okay. We're about we just finished season 2. It's good.
1: <laughs> I was really happy good.
0: that we waited until they did the English dubbed version. Agreed. I, I'm okay reading subtitles, but my thirteen year old have never gotten through it with me. But it's it's definitely more enjoyable to watch it with him. Yeah, and enjoyable to watch a thirteen year old enjoy content like that. I mean, mm. there are parts that are a little more violent than I would like to expose him to. But who am I kidding? He's thirteen. He's seeing it on his own you know well, we're we're watching the uh so there's this technology called vid angel
1: and what it what you do is you you run your prime your netflix through it and you could tell this software what to take out of the show oh wow take That's out incredible. all the cussing or take out like all the sexual stuff hmm. we'll, we'll take out usually all the sexual stuff and usually right. the cussing and like the decent violence but so that we have a lot of kids running around it's not worth that right something. sure but so I, I, we're seeing like, it's funny because we're seeing, it's a, there's a lot of cussing in that. We've re- like cut out some of the words. So there's like little pauses in between and they'll cut out to a scene. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. But it, it man, it's intense, dude. It's it's an intense show. It's
0: intense. I, yeah. Anybody who's listening who hasn't taken a, a chance to gander at that one should give it at least a try. Some people aren't going to be able to get through the fact that it's in a foreign language. And I understand that. Yeah. But that aside, it's a it's well done. It's well written. It is.
1: And and actually the dubs are not that bad. Like the it's pretty darn no. good. I actually
0: listened to a podcast. Oh, I'm going to forget the title of the podcast, but it was okay. about Netflix and, you know, their business is unbelievable and what they've done since they were just that CD rental company to now is out of this world. Right. One of the things they're engaged in currently, and we just described it, they had released Money Heist as a subtitled version and yep. only recently in the last couple months, then re-released it as a dubbed version. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing that with everything, not only to provide us as Americans or English speakers foreign language content in English, but they're also doing that for everything in English to the other countries that they're providing Netflix to around the world. And their goal is to be in every country that they can possibly be in. Yeah. And they describe that within their dubbing process, obviously it's not perfect and it never will be, but they're paying such close attention to the minutia, literally every (laughs) second of every frame to try their best to dub the English in such a way that it looks like when they're speaking for example, in Money Heist, as they're speaking Spanish, to dub the English in such a way that it looks as close as possible to the language, the, the to the to the way they're moving their mouths to the English as possible. It, it's intense what they're doing. It's but it's as far as the viewer experience. If you didn't think about that, it wouldn't be a big deal. But knowing that now, you go watch something that's in a foreign language that's dubbed yeah. into English, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I see what they're trying to do here, and it's it's good. That is interesting. Um, sorry, my son was walking in.
1: We, lost, uh, we lost our MacBook charger on our trip, and he was trying to come and take mine. Come on. Man. <laughs> uh, last plug for, for Netflix. I was getting ready to take a drink here of this Icelandic water, but I, we've been watching the Zach Efron Down to Earth. Not, Dude, not familiar. Down to Earth. It's, it's so good. and Zach Efron travels, like eight episodes, travels to different parts of the world and just like, Talks about like sustainable energy or like what's the truth about water, and so, oh, like so it's I, a
0: reality thing. It's like oh, a, it's,
1: it's great. It's great, great, great. Like my wife, my kids, and we've we've loved it. So Zach Efron really cool. down to earth. But now I'm drinking because of that episode two. I'm drinking like real spring water, not like the Ozark. Tastes
0: different. Tastes different than the Ozark water you're used to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A little less sediment at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> well, so there's a,
1: you know a salmonier, right? Like a salmon wine salmonier. They had there's a water salmonier somewhere in wow. the only one in the United States. And and it's 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 a crazy episode, dude. I, I'm not gonna rag on the dude because at first when I saw it, I was like, please. And then I watched it's it. Water. Phone. This is cool. This is really cool. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway, what are not what what do we hear? What is this? Entertainment weekly?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, look. But what, I'm sure this is actually pretty apropos for everybody listening because be I, I don't know where everybody is in their current COVID experience, but I finished Netflix last week and I have to move on to something else. So <laughs> I'm sure this advice is Check the box. good for people, you know? I mean, anything that others are recommending, I'm giving it a shot because I need the content. I mean, I'm busy. I'm working, but if I'm here 24 seven, you know, I, I need more content to get excited about. Yeah. It's a crazy world.
1: It is. It is a crazy world. Maybe at the end I can, uh, I can show a couple books that I'm reading. I, that sounds weird. I'm reading books again. Who does that?
0: I actually did start a book and that it's a very good one. a very cerebral one. And I'll share it with you as well. I think anybody who'd be willing to take a gander at this one would would get a lot from it so we'll we'll leave that to later
1: let's leave that for the end before we lose the whole audience uh all right so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> couple things first off let's talk a little bit about uh some releases um yeah. I mean, you're, you're pretty tuned into the release world you kind of know kind of what would be coming out obviously things have changed with scheduling but yeah. what what are you kind of excited about I'm, I'm guessing chronicles baseball or basketball you're pretty excited about are you getting your hands on any what's up with that
0: Yeah, you know, I've been extremely fortunate with Chronicles Basketball. Uh, You and I started talking Chronicles a few years back. Yeah. Actually, we started talking Chronicles when it was just a baseball release. And even though it had little to no value, it was just such a fun rip. And I would say the same applies. It's never changed. The value is lower than just about any other basketball retail release, maybe more so than hoops. I don't know. Yeah. But it's so fun when you open a pack and you see five, six different products. So fun. It's just fun, you know? So if the value isn't what you would get out of a Prism or Optic, and it's never gonna yeah. come close to those two products, it, you know, it's mitigated by the the fun factor, in my opinion. Um, if you're the kind of person that is so hyper-focused on the value in the resale, yeah, you might find that you're gonna be a bit frustrated with Chronicles, but yep. for me, it's not that. Um, I've been extremely fortunate just timing wise i'm not willing to go to target and walmart and wait in these lines of 10 plus guys and get my one blaster um it's I, i'm just not willing so it's really <laughs> more a matter of at this point if i need to go to a target or a walmart because my family needs some groceries and yep. i just happen to get lucky now people. i know what time to go generally and maybe my luck is a little bit greater than somebody just randomly shooting at the hip. Yeah. Um, but so, so I've gotten lucky, I, but, but the, the most luck I've had, if you will, is I was on vacation all of last week and I went to a target by where we had an Airbnb on Lake Erie. Okay. Um, randomly just ran in there in the morning before the family woke up and the Excel guy had just left the shelves, completely stocked of everything oh my goodness it, it, I mean, and, the, and when i say there was no one else in sight that was interested in cards i i mean there were maybe only three or four people in the store as a whole so i just super locked out in that respect um and i still i kept a lot of it sealed to be honest with you because i'd already opened a little bit okay and i already got a bunch of zion and john and the guys that i'm interested in getting like tyler hero and whatever we can name a bunch of people but the bottom line is i've left a lot sealed because i was not disciplined enough to do that with any of the prism or optic of last year or this year between luca and zion crazy for sure and i just wanted to have something sealed left from these two years of nba hobby craziness so who knows how disciplined i'll be to keep it sealed for how long but right now I've got a couple, two mega, actually two of all SKUs, two megas, two blasters, two hangers, and uh, two packs. Those aren't, the packs aren't going to stay sealed. I'm going to rip those. I know it, but I, the I'm going to over under 45 days. I'll take the under. That's the smart money. There's no question about it. I've never been disciplined enough to keep anything sealed. I don't have anything else sealed except for this right now. So you're definitely taking the smart bet.
1: I feel like with sealed, at least in my, in my opinion, like the only way I've been able to do it until these days where it's just like, it's stupid not to keep it sealed. is I've had to keep it at like my parents' house or a different house away from me. Interesting. Because the problem is right. You go watch something on YouTube and you're like, Oh my gosh, that product looks great. And you only see right. the good stuff on the, the YouTube, you know, YouTube right. channel and you're like, okay, I got to go with my stuff. And it never, never works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're you're. I should probably give it to my wife or even give it to my sister who lives a couple blocks away and just say, hey, you hide go. this somewhere in your house and just yeah. don't let me know about it. And if I ask for it, just deny me. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm going to rip it. I know
1: I will. Well, I mean, you, you see the prices on blowout, right? And it's like, I mean, come on. They're selling blasters for 85. A hobby case Unreal. is 10 grand. Unreal. 10 grand. Unreal. Get out of here. Fat pat box. Well, that's last year's for sixteen hundred. But I mean, that look—that's a fat pat box that like you could have. Well, you grab that for one hundred and twenty, basically at Walmart.
0: Yeah, right. That's—I it, mean, it's up fifteen x. It's those are prices I will never even consider. It won't ever happen for me. Absolutely just, not. And I'm not begrudging anybody who does. I may judge it a little bit in my head, and I just won't say it out loud, but. That's just me. So, okay. I guess real
1: quick, we'll talk about, let's talk about the state of retail here in a second. But are, are, have you gotten any tops Chrome baseball?
0: A little bit, but I prioritize basketball over baseball. So in the circumstances where I've had a chance to buy Chronicles, I'll buy that first and maybe get a couple of blasters, a couple packs, whatever, but uh, a little bit. I even got a couple of blasters of archives last week when I got this Chronicles, but uh, oh. not, not too much.
1: Okay. Uh, I haven't seen much archives, but I I will just make one comment on Chrome. I feel like uh, Chrome has had somewhat of the luxury of basketball stealing the spotlight. I think this year's Tops Chrome could go down as maybe the best Tops Chrome we have in the next five, 10 years. Explain. I mean, look look at the class. Look at the class of rookies you have. And again, I get it. Look, base flagship is always going to out-duel Chrome, but, you, I mean, the, let's, let's face it. Chrome's always got staying power. The parallels are just sweet. You got variations. And you got Luis Robert, Bo Bichette, Gavin Lux. Kyle Lewis is going to win Rookie of the Year all of a sudden. Right. Uh, Jordan Alvarez. And you got second-year Rookie Cup cards of Fernando Tatis. It's right. like this is an amazing class. I think it's one of those where we're going to look back
0: next year and be like, oh, I could have grabbed this stuff. Are you serious? Let me ask you something, though. I was looking back at some old Chrome to pull some stuff to sell, and I'm thinking about the class. Was it 18? Fiber, okay. Andahar. Yep. Devers, Acuna. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm hmm. Is that 18? Yep. I, I, would 18 still be a better class ultimately? Not to say that this year's, I'm not trying to. Disparage this year's class at yep. all, but it just goes to show you how pretty. Eighteen, we're great. talking about basketball yeah. being so solid for a few years in a row. Baseball is no slouch; it's actually right there with it.
1: Very true. Very true. Yeah, and I, I think it, that is a good question in terms of this the the secondary market for update. I, I don't know the the Chrome price I'm looking right now as we're talking. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean. You can grab a hobby box on the secondary market. So this is what dealers are paying for $270 a box.
0: This is of this year's Chrome?
1: $3,000 a case for hobby Chrome. This is la- 2018. 18,
0: 2018. Okay.
1: Versus going right now and you can go grab a hobby. Let's just say hobby box for $220 uh, or 2300 a case. So yeah, I think to your point, I mean the upside probably is close to three thousand, so another seven hundred bucks in the case. Yeah, that's interesting. That, it is, it, it, I guess it is priced relatively high, but still, I think I think this class is surprisingly good.
0: I, I agree, and everything is relatively high. Yeah, very true. There's nothing that you're getting at SRP at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. By the way, yeah. in terms of releases. Mm-hmm. In discussing baseball, a product that I think has often been poo-pooed and completely understandably why, but I imagine is going to fly off the shelves like everything else is. Mm-hmm. Target's exclusive Top's fires apparently hitting shelves this week.
1: Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that would be your reaction, but like I, I mean, I don't have to say it. Every just I didn't poo-poo anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm going to get, well, uh, to the extent that I'll get lucky, I'll go grab some. I've always enjoyed those. I mean, I've said it since our very first episode talking about Diamond Kings or Court Kings or any I of know. these artistic type of things. I like that kind of stuff. But it's probably going to be near impossible to get any, any, I mean, like everything else is like I already said. But that is apparently maybe even already on shelves in some circumstances.
1: Yeah, we talk about this every year because every year we're like, why didn't this do better? Because you and I will call each other and be like, hey man, we got these uh, collector's boxes here on the Target shelf. There's eight of right. them. I grab them all for 80 bucks each. And right every year I get sucked into it. And look, I Tyson Beck, right? He's the artist. I mean, did, I like him. Incredible. I, I love that he guys yeah. are But th- if they can have resale value this <laughs> year, I'll be I'll be I guess somewhat surprised. But if they, if they can't if they can't figure out a way to have some sort of resale value in this environment, right? Tops Fire cannot last.
0: There's no doubt it'll have resale value this year, but it's this year. It's such an anomaly year. Yeah. There's never been value in it in years past. <laughs> Literally, I mean to be honest, if you look, even I went back and searched old fire and grabbed a bunch of tatis out of it. And even that isn't going for much. It's a couple yeah. of dollars. Yeah, it barely even covers what I spent when I got that sealed a couple of years, last year, whatever it was. Right. So it's not a good buy, but when it's potentially the only thing you're going to find, it's a great buy in that respect.
1: Okay, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And, and look, as a collector, it's, it's such a fun open. It is. Kind of it is. I, I enjoy it. I absolutely enjoy it. What is the, I'm trying to think of what is the the, the black version called? Gosh, dang it. I want to say like, Oh,
0: charcoal. Uh,
1: charcoal. It's it's, I love it. I love searching for the blacks
0: because they're so hard to find. Remember. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. That. I don't think I ever pulled one, but I mean, it's, yeah. it, it means that around the corner, Walmart's going to have their exclusive gallery coming out. Same kind of thing. Bowman platinum, not much different. All these products, have little to no real value and potentially will have some, not even potentially, you know it's gonna have some value because of the way the market is right now. Yeah. So in that case, it's it's a buy, but you're not even gonna be able to get your hands on it unless you're Johnny on the spot. So just like everything, it's just a reality. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I do think, I will say this, Mm. Those products, Fire, Gallery, Bowman Platinum, anything that's Walmart or Target, retail exclusive type products that generally don't have value as they have not in the past. I think it will – it will be more valuable to just resale as a sealed product.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I think what you're seeing is because wax is so hard to get, singles prices go up because there's not as many circulating so when you do rip and if you're integrating, which I am, of course, right. you're not as much integrating, but when you're integrating, like you, you can do pretty well, but yeah, I agree. It's so, it's so easy to walk. That's why there's, a, this is a great transition. That's why there's seven guys camping out in the car aisle these days to yeah. wait for the distributor to unload. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Can't, can't, can, this is the big question. Can the manufacturers or should the manufacturers save
0: the current retail market? I think you have to ask a few additional questions. If you're a manufacturer, are you asking yourself whether or not this is even a problem, A, for you, B, an anomaly of a situation because of the craziness of the market as it stands today? And will this be the case Hmm. post COVID, next season if you're tops or panini is it smart to make a knee-jerk reaction and by the way is it really even their problem to deal with isn't it mm. a problem for the likes of excel and target and additionally walmart and i'm totally blanking on the name of the vendor that stocks sports cards for walmart but i think you understand my point that MJ. Yeah, that's correct. MJ Holdings. Yep. So it's really, I would think it's really their problem, not Tops and Panini. As far as Tops and Panini are concerned, they sold that product yep. long before it ever hit the shelf. And their job in the whole process is done. They're only concerned if they want to be a concerned citizen. And I respect that if they are concerned about it. But it's really not their problem now if you're walmart or target to what extent are you concerned that it's creating a problem in your stores people are getting hot and hostile and in some cases we've heard of fist flying of bribes Mm. being paid to these vendors i mean and if you hear a a couple rumors here and there of that you know it's happening everywhere so those are problems for the likes of the stores that those things are happening in And then also for obviously, like I've already said, Excel and MJ Holdings. I, on the, there's been a lot of conversation about this on the Discord channel, and I think a lot of jumping to conclusions that this inevitably changes the retail market. And it may be true. A, I don't see any proof of that. And B, if I'm a business owner, I don't like the state of affairs but am I not, I'm not necessarily making a wholesale change in how I do business because of a circumstance that exists today. Yeah. I may make incremental small steps, which is what businesses generally do when they're facing problems. And I think some of those suggestions have been made on the Discord channel. I can't attribute them to anybody right now because I'm not remembering folks' names, but yeah. credit to the folks having this conversation on the Discord channel saying things like, put the cards behind glass, really police the policies that already exist, which are, it's supposed to, these things are supposed to be limited to a certain number per customer. Don't let somebody walk in and buy it all. Um, especially when there are 10 guys waiting in line, when the guy's trying to stock the shelves. I mean, but what do you do ultimately? Do you, yeah. I I think you make some small incremental steps, but there's no proof that these things are definitively happening other than when I've the only proof I've seen are folks seeing signs that they're taking pictures of and sharing, like "Don't loiter around the card area," yeah. and this is limited to X number per customer. And we have seen that, especially at Targets, I'm not sure if it's the case at Walmart's that pr- the receipts for cards are now printed with a uh, a statement that says "non-refundable," which is great because we. Mm many of us, including myself on a couple of occasions have had the experience where they go buy something and open a Prism basketball pack and inside is, you know, something like opening day baseball. And that's pretty darn disappointing.
1: Yeah. All right. So, so a lot of points you made there. So a couple of things that stick out to me, one, I think, uh, I think you're right. Walmart and Target, this is ultimately them saying, is the hassle worth it to us, right? Do we want to deal with the Black Friday rush and frustration every single Wednesday and Friday when cards are put out? Because that, right. that's the vibe we're getting from the hobby right now is that it's just, it's stupid. You got guys camping out at, right. you know, in aisles like that. For, for them, like Target and Walmart, they're not making more money. They don't, they aren't marking it up more, right? They're still making their, you know, their 30 40% margin, and that's that. They're dealing with the hassle. Like for, so once they pull the plug, I think that, that changes things quite a bit, but I'm thinking from a manufacturer's point of view, tar I mean, Tops, Pinini, they, they could probably care less. In fact, they would probably be okay with not having to sell through that channel and making higher margin selling direct on their site or
0: do it or as a- Or just allowed. establishing another channel. If, I mean, what you just said, I think is something that's lost in this conversation and it's such an important piece. If this channel goes away, the manufacturers can easily say either, Hey, middlemen, we're just going to now push retail through you and you can mark it up like you've done with all of hobby. And then the days of the $20 blaster evaporate overnight. Yep, That is scary. That will change my experience in the hobby completely. Yeah. And I, I think it's probably fair to say that there's a number of people that really enjoy the opportunity to get something in retail even though it's different from the hobby product and there's a lot of hobby exclusive content that you'll never have access to you're still getting the opportunity to buy it at srp relative to hobby that's 5 10 15 x and you're just priced out so if that happens i think it's a very sad state of affairs and will change the hobby experience for a lot of people myself included
1: uh, what would you think about putting retail products in mm-hmm. the hands
0: of hobby shops again? My knee jerk is to say that they're going to mark it up like a middleman would. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I have zero proof that they wouldn't only because I've seen retail on the shelves of in, <laughs> in hobby stores. They're sending people to targets and Walmarts and grabbing it up and bringing it back to the store and just charging two, three x. Yeah, I already see it. So I, I wouldn't trust for a second. And this is not to disparage a single hobby store operator. They're in it to make money. Yeah, I, I get it. But they would ch- they would mark it up like they do everything else in a heartbeat. So I, I as we were talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, if it's not Target or Walmart, where does it go? What's the what's the channel to keep Retail accessible at an SRP or at least close to SRP, and yeah. honestly, I don't know uh, off the top. I, I don't know where they would go. I mean, could they go to dollar stores? Yeah, uh, I what I don't know. I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. But I mean, to your point, you mean, like it, if it is being sold through a channel, let's just say panini.com, PaniniAmerica.com or whatever tops.com. I think you could you could potentially see more of a print on demand, which is what retail is supposed to be. Like, for instance, Tops MLS, right? They have this tops MLS product that's going to be out for a month. Yeah. They're printing on demand, right? We interviewed um, yeah. the other vice president over there. like it if they started to do that with products, you you would see the market correct itself organically, the right way. right. Hey, you want to order fifty cases of it? Well, you're just gonna you're gonna dilute the product, but go ahead right, right, right. right. And then
0: as a consumer, you just have to recognize that if you buy any at all, it's already going to be diluted far more than it ever has been on retail shelves. And the more you buy, the more you're only diluting it for yourself and everybody else. It seems in a quick conversation, the only alternative route for making it in such a way that it's still accessible. I, I just can't think of any other way. Now... Historically, we, we've we heard of the horror stories of um, First Off the Line and blockchain stuff with ho- websites going down or people using yep. bots and stuff like that. Um, there's a way to figure that out. There's no reason why Tobbs or Panini as a business couldn't figure that out. But yep. even though it wouldn't evaporate and become nothing like hobby overnight and it would still have some accessibility to it it would still change it. It would still change it in such a way that the current state of retail experience would go away. Yeah. And when I say current state, by the way, I'm talking about not the craziness in the stores for a moment, I'm referring more so to the accessibility of the price of retail. The craziness of the stores is a relatively new phenomenon over mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah, right, and I think that is important too, right? Let's put things in context here. If you look at this over the course of the last decade, right, we're look, we're looking at a nine-month period, which the whole world has been transformed. Right. You, I, I think everyone needs to take a step back, and and manufacturers and stores included, probably not overreact here because yeah. it's going to reset itself. It just is. Yeah, it's going to reset. I mean, itself. It's
0: to your you you said it well. It's it's pretty much a nine-month thing. It does go back a little bit more in the sense that specifically around products like prism basketball or uh, Bowman mega boxes, things would get nuts for those particular products. And it was literally between two and four products a year. It is a very new and unique and recent phenomenon that it's literally week after week for everything that is put on these shelves. Yeah. So I, I do think there will be a rebound effect at some point. I just hope it's sooner than later. So that <laughs> knee jerk and um, the, the kind of decisions that are made in dramatic times like these aren't made in such a way that it completely shakes it all up and changes it for good in a bad way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I think you're right. Like it, this, this is actually all of the stuff you see, like although it's it's kind of painted as really horrible and there's lines out, like this is the type of exposure that the manufacturers
0: love, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's my
1: true. God. Seven, eight grown men sitting in their lawn chairs in the aisle waiting for cars. Like,
0: uh, okay. Like <laughs> increase print run, increase print run. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it's funny that you say that because... One of the other things I was thinking about as you just spoke, this is the kind of information and the kind of excitement around the hobby that some use as evidence that the sky is the limit and that we're nowhere close to the top of where this hobby can go. And I'm not a prophet. And I can't possibly tell you where the top is, but I'm not waiting much longer. And in fact, I'm not waiting at all for the top. I'm already doing things to divest in, in many, many ways and capitalize on where the market is. If I lose a little bit because I'm selling too close or too early to where the top is that fine. I'm yeah. okay with that because I, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a doomsday. I'm not a sky is falling kind of guy. I don't think we're going to lose our hobby guys. I'm not saying that at all, but I do think it's getting beyond the point of realistic anymore yep. when things are selling for what they're selling for. It's just out of control, but it is. I'm going to take it and I'm going to capitalize and I'm not going to look back and say, Oh, I sold that to tease too soon. I missed out on an extra 30, 40, 50 bucks. I'm right. okay with that. I truly am okay with that.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so let me let me show you two quick things. I shared this with the, the Patreon group a couple days ago. So this is a, a couple days old, but I, w- I want you to see it and you can you can react to it really quickly. So for those listening on the podcast, you can click the YouTube link in the show notes to, to watch the visuals. So this is, let me see if you can see that. All right. So that is weekly pricing of, basketball cards hobby boxes okay so you can see i just got it back through june right so in mm-hmm. june you can see the the price increases the prism's gone from 1100 to 2300 uh essentially <laughs> every product right select from 680 to 1500 impeccable's kind of hung tight mosaic 630 to 1050 donruss to 600 to 1100 like all of these you're like wait a second This is middle of pandemic to now, and you're seeing essentially, so check this out. I'll show you something really crazy. Um, (laughs) So this is from June 1st. It's mind-blowing to see these price increases. So
0: I just don't know who can afford this stuff.
1: Who can afford it? Right. So here's the price increases since June 1st. Prism's up 131%, Select 112%, Mosaic 72%, Certified 54 all the way down the line to Impeccable. You know, 15 releases down, Impeccable's up 15% since June. Like- I mean, when
0: you see things like Hoops up 35%, some of these products, uh, not it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They're at least, some of them are good products, but some of these products are downright. Not good. They're just not good products, sorry. 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 How crazy is that? It's nuts.
1: I mean, it, it just—I just don't. So, so here, here's the counter to that. So, here's here's one more thing I'll show you. And uh, again, for those that are listening on the podcast, you can pop in and check this in the YouTube channel. Uh, this is another element of the report we put together, and it looks at a couple things. So, I'll show you this here. All right, so you're looking at this 120 days. Moving averages. So you can see daily combined wax sales. So I look at all of wax sales across eBay and I trend it. So you can see the trending line. We're we're kind of, we're, we're dipping pretty significantly below the average over the last two weeks. Um, I can't so. see your
0: key. Blue, oh. yellow, and red refers to
1: what? It's so blue is, is daily combined sales. Okay. You can see it's trending up. And, and a lot of that has to do with products coming out. Right. Product comes out. The the overall spend is higher. Right. Um, But you can see a product releases, product releases, product releases. And all of a sudden product releases here. But uh oh, the last two weeks, not so good. Then you look at daily volume. We look at the number of hobby boxes sold on eBay across 2019, 20 basketball. And here we go again. Another. Decent dip below the trend line, which is kind of funny to me. This this is the release of, I want to say this is Mosaic right here in the middle. And basically since Mosaic, the hobby can't get back to buying the number of boxes they've been buying per day. Uh, and then the bottom line here, again, below the trend line is the average spin per box. So over the last three weeks, the average spin per box has dropped below the four month average. So it, yeah, just again are we are we peaking maybe are we are we finding that basketball is kind of nearing the end of its
0: its rope for the season and people are kind of moving into baseball maybe but i also just wonder is the inventory drying up i mean a lot of this sales has to be a recycling of sealed <laughs> wax and at some point somebody's either ripping or holding yep um it, but it's hard to, it's so hard to understand that. I just don't understand who can afford that, Agreed. especially to rip it. It's one thing if you're going to try to, if you think you're in the middle of the cycle yeah. and you want to hold for a month and resell for a profit or hold for several years because you think either Luca or Zion, given the year you're buying yeah. or Ja for that matter, regardless, fine. But that is also a product taken out of the market, which mm-hmm. also kind of explains the dip below the trend because there's just nothing it, once that happens, it's now it has to if that happens enough, it has to go below the trend line. Yep. But
1: <laughs> yep. So so there's, there's one easy putting- way, one
0: easy way to measure that.
1: And what I do is I look at when I run this report of sold data. I run the exact same time frame to see the number of active listings for hobby. Boxes. Ah, okay. And it's actually higher. Wow. Than ago. So inventories up again, that's, 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 a very, that's a very macro point of view. You could go into individual products and probably see drops, but in terms of yeah. number of sealed hobby box listings, it's actually higher. Huh? So again, something to think about. I mean, you, I like I've, you and I've talked about it offline, but wax is a totally different game than buying singles, but in both cases, like right now you're buying at, you're buying with a lot of volatility and and probably close to peak prices end of a bit, end of a season too. Like it's just, you gotta be careful, but that's not the point of this conversation.
0: Well, I think you, you, it applies to everything right now because the pricing on everything is so astronomical. That if you're excited about any given player and you're willing to buy at the top of the market, yeah. you you'd better be really confident in how, what you're doing. Either that, that your read on that player is spot on or that your read on how you're going to flip that card and turn a profit is spot on because it yep. is. Prices are nuts. I, I'm selling <laughs> Everything. Everything.
1: Seller's There's market. almost
0: nothing I'm willing to hold right now. Yeah, outside of my one or two PC guys, like. But who's, are you holding Michael Porter Jr.? Maybe actually right now, it's mm-hmm. back to a hold. But two weeks ago, you'd be crazy to hold his stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am. I, I am holding my. I know
0: you love him. He's your guy yeah. and I, I cannot begrudge you for that. But I sold a couple MPJ things and I'll be able to buy them back from the guy who bought him from me at 60%, if not less. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, calm down.
1: Calm down. My Four is about to go off tonight, and you're going to be mad you sold. I hope he does. No, I, I, you more. I know you got more.
0: I do have more.
1: <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, so let, let's shift real quick to talk a little bit about uh, this five minutes on the new eBay managed payment stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, something you and I have talked about offline. What I, I've been dealing with it. I I'm more of a fan than
0: I was than the than the idea of it. Six so months. Please ago. tell me why I should be a fan because I'm at that point right now where I'm trying to understand it better and a little nervous about the things I don't like.
1: Yeah. So he, here's what I do like. I do like the fact that they are very good about getting my money to me. Um, 20,
0: basically, twenty four hours, right?
1: Yeah. The next day, it's like, hey, it's being sent to your bank. Coming in, and I, it pops in my bank. You know, forty eight hours from payment, which I was worried about them being a holding company for my cash. Uh, yeah, right. I yeah. will say, I'm I'm probably less at risk than most sellers because my my biggest worry in any of this is the second someone disputes a, a sell, um, they lock your money up. Right. But, but I sell mostly only graded and I, you don't get a lot of returns on graded. You get a lot of returns on raw. And so I, I, I'm a, shield a little bit from that, but I, I've had, I've had literally for six 45 days.
0: Now I've had literally not one problem with it. So here's my biggest concern. It's really about managing my time. Okay. When everything was going to PayPal. I didn't have to divert my attention to a different channel to follow my money and be sure that I understood what was coming in, what was going out. Now that even though it's just one more channel, that's one additional channel that I now have to pay closer attention to, to understand where's all my money coming in? Has it all come in? When's it coming in? And it's just, I'm sure I'll get used to it. It's not like it's five more channels, and it increases my need for focus exponentially in that respect. Um, But I'm not used to it yet. What what do you mean? You mean like in terms of you
1: see the paid check on an eBay transaction, you know it's in your PayPal account type thing?
0: Exactly. So now I go to my PayPal account, and it doesn't have it. Okay, where's it? So I got to go to my bank account and say, okay, am I sure it's there? Okay. And I to this point. I have not dedicated a bank account to it. Clearly, that has to happen tomorrow. I'm not I can't guarantee myself that it's going to happen tomorrow, but it has to happen very quickly because I can't afford to have a bank account where I can't just look at it and say, I know this is all eBay and not be confused by other monies coming in and out and confusing me. Yeah. So since it's only been a few days for me, yeah. It's only been, it literally actually has only been two payouts that have gone into a bank account that I can't keep it in for confusion's sake. Um, so in short order, I've just got to have a new bank account set up to be able to understand it very simply by just looking at it. Um, well, you got to go offshore. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you got
1: to truly protect this investment. All your crazy profits you're making. Right, right. Uh, I mean, look. To be honest with you,
0: I got to keep this money from my wife.
1: No, you don't. <laughs> don't make me call Mrs. Pellet right now. She
0: now has access to these monies, and I, I, I can't have that. She'll spend <laughs> it. Uh,
1: I, I, We've had that conversation a lot. And I know you're you're pretty straightforward with your wife, um, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm completely straightforward with her about it. Um and and so far it's not enough money that it makes a difference. But yeah, you made a point that is actually the entire reason why I need to keep a separate account and make sure I'm tracking everything. And that is because I am not the guy that focuses on selling graded. I do sell mostly raw. Right. And I and I have as we speak a couple of Issues, One return and one other dispute. And it's not like it's so many more than I've dealt with in the past. I've generally had very good luck. And I take care of my cards. Um, but it's a factor. And when with, with as we've already discussed with prices going up, I'm selling much higher dollar items at this point at a much regular clip. So if I have a dispute, then it's several hundred dollars potentially. Not as simple as saying, "Oh, it's only mm-hmm. fifteen bucks. Yeah. Keep the card. I'll send you the refund. I don't care. I don't even want it back." Right? You know what I mean? Right. It's not like that anymore. So yeah, that's I very have fair. to pay much closer attention. And if if you're like me and you weren't as prepared for this managed payments thing, yeah, as Ty was obviously, or you're like me and you sell more raw and not protected by selling more graded like Ty is, then you, you've got to pay closer attention and really make sure that you uh, approach this wisely. You may be able to keep it in the same bank account that you do all of your banking in. I know I can't do it that way.
1: No, for sure. I can't do it either. Can't do it. I am my own everyone. Um, as we talk raw and graded though, I think, I think listeners would probably agree though. You're probably the more raw guy anyway. I'm a little bit more polished <laughs> and graded.
0: <Yeah>. I've <laughs> never been accused of being a polished guy. Maybe, maybe my head. That's about it. Uh, that looks pretty good, man. I've never touched
1: my chin so much. Then, yeah, like, man. sitting there staring at you, I'm like, what am I rubbing? I have, like, a couple hairs here. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. So funny. No, I, I think uh, I think to sum all that up, I think I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be issues. But until I'm proven wrong, I'm going to cautiously proceed as if this thing is going to actually work out. So,
0: Let's back up for one. I have one more question for you about marriage sure. payments. Sure. Why? What's eBay's benefit in all of this? Well, or what do they see as the benefit to us?
1: Huh? I wonder how I can get 2% more on our money overnight. Oh, we can be a holding company for money. I mean, that to me is the common one. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure they're probably trying. I'm sure the street is probably trying to say, Hey, look, you divested from PayPal. You need to separate the businesses, right? You're too, way too integrated because, I mean, right? you are. Um, I'm sure there's got to be some of that happening, right? They got to divest the two. PayPal's growing like crazy. PayPal probably wants to get outside of the eBay only focus, right? If they want to grow the way they want to grow, like they have to stop being so integrated with eBay. I don't know. That, that Those are my off the cuff thoughts, but
0: it's more market. Margin- I will. That, and I have to. I I don't want this to sound like a conspiracy theory on one hand. On on the other hand, I kind of feel like it is, but when eBay has the opportunity to hold all of that money for just a 24-hour period, that in and of itself is accruing interest at a rate that's feeding... It's another channel for them. (laughs) Uh, I mean the think the, the we're talking about millions of I, I don't know what their total 24 hour cycle is it's but it's in multi multi tens of millions of dollars it's not paid. Oh, for sure so your nice sells alone or near that <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> yeah but you're right i mean they, i mean look we i'm not i'm not financially savvy enough to know what they could do in a 24 hour period with accruing interest Neither buying back their stock whatever they're doing but like yeah I mean it's it's a lot of capital to have sitting around yeah uh, you know what's funny though because I it that does spawn another thought because I saw an eBay an uh, email from eBay a couple of days ago about them doing um what PayPal do the, the working capital stuff where like yeah. they can provide you working capital because of all your funds you get in PayPal now eBay's saying well we see how much money we're holding for you and how much sales you got. We're doing eBay working capital for them. That just opened up another seven to 10% margin oriented business that they didn't have before. Yeah.
0: So there you go. That's I mean, how I, they put capital to work. And you can't begrudge them for doing these things, but it does change your experience as a seller, as a buyer, it actually should improve the experience. So that I have to admire Yeah, they're going to make any buyer's experience better. It has to be seen as a good thing.
1: Agreed. So, agreed.
0: All right. So, real
1: quick, we're going to wrap this up with do something we used to do all the time, and that is, we're going to respond to some quick headlines in ESPN. Nice. And uh, let me let me bring ESPN up. We can actually show it. How about that? All right. Porzingis ruled out for Game Five. Does Dallas have a chance? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, they proved they have a chance.
0: <laughs> they already did. I mean, I personally don't think they're going to win this series, but I they certainly have proven they have a chance any given game. You
1: can't Absolutely. argue with it. Um, what about Utah-Denver tonight? What happens here? What's your take? <sighs> I,
0: I, I hate to rule Denver out because they have so much talent, but they really have not come to play, in my opinion. Yeah. They have, they I'm have. sorry. We they haven't have. shown up. So even if they show up for a game, do I think they have a shot at the series? No.
1: Okay. No. Would you bet me all your Michael Porter Juniors that Denver wins this series? What's in it for me? You
0: put up your Donovan Mitchell? Oh. All, all yeah. my MPJ for all your Donovan Mitchell? Yes. You would do that. Yes.
1: I would do it, too, because I don't. I mean, I do
0: <laughs> you love Michael Porter, and I can't blame you for it. But my man, and I'm not even really a Mitchell lover. I think he's a great player. He started with 50 points in the playoffs. I mean, Dude, he, he is by far. I, I just mentioned
1: this the other day, actually this morning. Donovan Mitchell is the best buy in basketball right now. He probably is seventeen hundred for PSA ten silver or seven hundred for BGS 9.5 silver. Oh, give me give me some of that right now.
0: Or buy a bunch raw for so much less and grade it all and see what happens. <laughs> oh, exactly. All right. I actually have not sold Mitchell for this reason. I'm he's a hold for me. Yeah. I, I, why would you sell him now? He's gonna make
1: it to the second round. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Cards. Uh, the Cardinals making Buddha Baker. That's his name, right? Buddha Baker. Buddha. Buddha yeah. Buddha Baker, highest paid safety. Okay. I mean. Okay. Does it matter for the Cardinals?
0: Um, I, I don't know why a team like the Cardinals are making is making a single player the highest paid anything.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Twenty three preseason All Americans not slated to play. That would be college football. What is your reaction to that?
0: Sad. And I'm not even a college football fan. I feel bad yep. for these kids. Lifelong dream. not For some of them, their careers end here. For some of them, they're trying to prove themselves to get to the next level. But for all of them, they're teenagers whose lives have just been stirred up. In a, in, in a, and it's nobody's fault and nobody can be blamed. and all. I just feel bad for the kids. That's yep. all. Agreed.
1: All right, uh, we're not talking about this assault bribery case. We're not talking about LeBron's take on this. and Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> not doing it. Usain Bolt, test positive after mask-free birthday party. Even the COVID can catch Usain Bolt.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, okay. Here's the reality. If you understand bugs and immunology, And I'm not saying anything that some people don't already know, many people already know, but the reality is, unless you live in a bubble, you will be exposed at some point.
1: Yep.
0: Until we have herd immunity. And herd immunity is not going to happen without a vaccine. If you don't wear a mask and you go into a crowded public place, I mean, it's probably going to get something. Yeah, exactly. You You know, so, yeah, there's a lot of young people in the world that. Still feel invincible and we've all been there. I can't blame them for it necessarily because until something happens, it's it's hard to accept that as your reality. Yep. So as long as you're not going and standing by my senior citizen father and putting him at risk, it's on you. Hmm. Powerful words. Shini Pellad. I just care about keeping my dad safe
1: no i I hear you, I hear you, you. Know. I get it, and that that that's really what it's all about right now It's keeping that generation safe yeah like you're you're doing this not for yourself, you're doing it for them like, uh-huh. I one billion percent agree yeah uh, on that note, let's finish with the two books that we're reading. I'm gonna grab my book right here we'll I'm be- actually grabbing mine too. give me one second. hope no one hacks that. <laughs> all right all right what are you reading what's the book you're starting
0: Yuval noah harari historian sociologist he wrote a book called sapiens okay read it have you read it i i've read pieces of it it's pretty and it's the kind of book that is probably better read in pieces unless you could really commit to it it is thick Yeah, it's a thick one so i'm actually almost done with this a brief history of humankind and i'm about to move on to his follow-up to sapiens called homo deus which is a brief history of tomorrow this guy is I, brilliant I
1: homo Deus, just so you know
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> two homos you and me
0: <laughs> he's a brilliant brilliant guy um and, and and a lot of what he talks about okay. is What to expect with the convergence of the world getting smaller with technology and the pending AI influence on society and what we have to do as a society to plan for that and make sure we don't make a lot of very bad potential mistakes that we could make with AI. And uh, it's wildly interesting stuff. A lot of it is very scary. But that's that's the world in the future. Uh, things are often scary unless we approach it the right way. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? Some comic
1: books? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's so good. Look at that! You even got bench clear coming through my title. Uh, I'm reading a book called. What is that? How's that coming? The, oh, I see. Okay. The Emerald Mile. Um, so we were in Colorado last week and we go to um Steamboat and we're at the bookstore there we love. And I asked the lady, what book should I read right now? And she goes, You got to read the Emerald Mile. It's a story of the fastest ride through the heart of the Grand Canyon.
0: Huh.
1: Um, and so it won a bunch of awards. So I'm gonna be reading this this next month. Fastest
0: 30. ride as in like on
1: I think the raf- rafting. Yeah, rafting.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow! So, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah,
1: that's all I got, man. It's amazing talking to you. I'm loving yeah. the, I'm loving seeing you. It's, it's great. That's absolutely. The,
0: uh, By the uh, way, what is this? 98, 99?
1: Episode 98. You're back. You're coming back on for 100. You know that, right? It's you ah, and dude, I do.
0: I, I yeah. I was wondering, is he going to leave me out of the big one? I mean, come on! Yeah. I got to be there for the big one. Oh, don't even act like I text. I don't text you every day,
1: <laughs> hey man. We're making fun show. <laughs> I'm in. You got me.
0: I'm in. All right, deal. Have a good week, man. It's good to talk. Good, too. good talking, right. man.